It's Window Nation's semi-annual sale, and it's a big deal. Right now, get 50% off all windows along with no interest for five years plus bonus savings when you schedule a consult today. If your windows leak, get foggy or hot, or you're paying high utility bills, that's a big deal. With Window Nation's semi-annual sale, you can replace your windows and save a big deal, too. Schedule a no-obligation in-home estimate now. Call 866-90-NATION or visit windownation.com. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode of BGN Radio is brought to you by Clip It, the hottest app that is out there. Watch TV, make clips, and share. For more information, check them out at clipit.tv or check them on Twitter at clipit.tv. Michael Kiss. Hey, somebody has run out on the field. Some goofball and a half. And Benjamin Solak. How old are you? It's the Kiston Solak Show. Did we just become best friends? Yep. Right here on BGN Radio. You are flying high on the Kist and Solak show. This is episode 14, and it is brought to you by the fine folks at BGN Radio. As always, I'm your host, Michael Kist. You can follow my work at InsideThePylon.com. Follow me on Twitter at MichaelKistNFL. Benjamin Solak is in Mexico or in route to Mexico as I'm recording this. He'll be back in about a week or so. In the meantime, we've been having some guests on. We had Mark Schofield on for episode 13. We talked about the quarterback carousel going around the league, some free agent acquisitions, some trades, what they mean in terms of the 2018 NFL draft, also what it means for the other contenders in the NFC. So go check that out. Today, we are going to have on Jeff Risden of Real GM, Browns Wire, and Texans Wire. We'll get into the 2018 draft class in regard to the tight end position. Obviously, the Eagles have a hole to fill as far as Brent Selleck leaving, Trey Burton leaving via free agency. So there is a potential for the Eagles to take one high or to take one in the later rounds as well. We're going to cover all those prospects. Uh, first, some news. The Eagles are hosting two of my favorites for official visits, LSU running back Darius Geis and Stanford safety Justin Reed. We're going to be talking about that more, not only on this show, on 94WIP, uh, the main show as well. Keep an eye out for that. Another one they met with is LSU cornerback Dante Jackson, who, if you've been listening to this show, you know that he has some serious burners, ran a 4-3-2. Uh, he would contend for the nickel corner position left by Patrick Robinson. He's smallish, like arms under 30 inches, and came in under at 180 pounds. So he's got to fill that frame out. But again, ran 4-3-2. He can burn. Uh, so teams are always going to be intrigued by that. He's twitched up. I like this tape. So it'll be interesting to see what happens with that nickel cornerback position. And I think it's telling that the first three positions that we've brought into the building are safety, 
running back and nickel corner. And we'll see how many times the Eagles bring in those positions and, of course, track the others as we get further into this process. Now, some other news. It looks like the Eagles will be playing the regular season opener against the Minnesota Vikings, which that's pretty brutal for the Vikings to have to stand by and watch as the Super Bowl banner gets raised, considering the beatdown that they suffered in the NFC Championship game. It's going to be like pouring salt in the wound, not like Vikings fans aren't already salty, uh, but it will be a fun reminder for us to let them know 38-7 is still a thing uh, that should haunt them for a very long time. Now, before we kick it over to the talk with Jeff Risden from Real GM, I'll let you know that afterwards, I'll be playing some clips from the Michael Bennett introductory presser. Uh, he gave some great lines for the press. So look forward to that after I talk with Jeff Risden. We're going to kick it over to that talk that I had with him right now. All right. Special treat for everyone. I've got a friend of mine who, unfortunately, I wasn't able to see this year in Mobile, Alabama for the Senior Bowl. Very disappointed. He is from RealGM.com, where you can find a lot of his draft work. He's also the managing editor for the Browns Wire and the Texans Wire. The man spins a lot of plates. Very talented guy. Jeff Risden. How you doing, brother? It's great to be with you, and I am so bummed that I missed Mobile this year. It's the first time I'd missed since Joe Flacco was there. Oh. So uh, it, it was a down year. Unfortunately, I had family situation, just couldn't make it, but uh, it, it was bummed. I, I, missed, I missed doing Captain and Coke with pretty much everybody. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was a good time. You were sorely missed. Uh, we will have to hook up uh, next year for sure. So what, what we're going to do today is we are going to be talking about this tight end class because obviously the Eagles already have Zach Ertz. He's their ingrain starter. They also have Billy Price, but Brent Selleck is gone. He was cut at saved $4 million against the cap. Trey Burton goes and gets a big deal with the Detroit Lions. Good for him, about $8 million per year. So you can understand why the Eagles couldn't bring him back. So there is a need. The Eagles run a lot of 12 and 13 personnel, about 32% of the time, 7% over the league average. So we're going to need a guy that he can either catch and block or do both or just someone to fill that role for us. Jeff, looking at the top of this class and, you know, you look at a guy like Mike Gusecki, who's just been killing it every step of the process. And if you go to like mockdraftable.com, his measure, like his spider graph is just like completely full outside of his weight because he was a little bit lighter at 247, but jumped out of the gym at 41 and a half. The 4.1 shuttle was in the 95th percentile, 96th percentile for the 60, uh, 60 yard shuffle. The three cone was uh, absurd as well, 98th percentile, 6.76. Has he cemented his status as the top tight end in this class, or is it more like a Dallas Goddard type guy from South Dakota State for you? Who do you have at the top there? Uh, I like Gesicki, and uh, I did even before the combine going in there. And and some of it is the fact that he was an all-star high school volleyball player. I happen to play college volleyball, so I'm partial to him. <laughs> and I can tell you right now that the reason why his three-cone is so good because is that is the number one trait that you have that's translatable from the volleyball court to football field. Oh, wow. You do a whole lot of lateral shuffling. Um, and you also learn body control while you're in the air is a critical volleyball skill. It's also a critical tight end skill. Hmm. So he's he comes at it from a, a different approach than a lot of people. A lot of guys are basketball players. Volleyball is different. You have different footwork, different. You use your body in different ways. You have to contort yourself a lot while you're in the air. You have to have concentration. You have to worry about where you're landing a lot more because hmm. uh, if you cross the line, it's, it's, it's a foul. So he, he incorporated all that into his game very well. He's a fantastic receiver, uh, just a tremendous catch radius. 
the, the big knock on him is, is that he doesn't block. Well, my retort to that is if you're asking him to block, you're probably doing it wrong. Right. That's, that's not what you're doing. He's a supersized wide receiver who plays tight end. And if you're asking him to, you know, try to chip and release on a 280 pound defensive end, that's your, that's your fault. That's not his fault. Yeah. <laughs> I, I would definitely agree with that. I would even maybe slim him down just a little bit and have him detached, kind of like how the Eagles use Trey Burton, where the only thing you're really asking to do blocking wise was he was blocking like seal blocks on the, on the backside, which is totally fine. That's, you're not going to get killed on a play because of that. And then, you know, have him detached slightly from the line, have him in the slot, have him the outside. He's a big, big time red zone threat. He impressed me in, in Mobile with the nuance that he had at the top of his route. And yeah, just a solid guy. So if there is a guy, because there's two different type of uh, tight ends, the way that I rank them, there are the move guys like Gusecki. And then, you know, you got, you, you've got your more traditional inline guys. Is there a guy at the top of this draft that can wear both hats to, to a solid degree that you could put in line and you can move out and flex out to? I think Goddard can be that guy. I don't think he's there yet. He needs the experience against the higher level competition, needs experience, especially in the blocking. Uh, he got by just because he was so much bigger than guys that he had to block down at, at South Dakota State. The technique is there. The willingness is somewhat there. He's just got to got to focus on the consistency of it because there were times where, you know, his hands were all over the place or he was late to fire out or just like, you know, why, why am I toying with this thing? You know, it was like a giant cat with a little mouse, uh, way too much. There was a lot of that in his passing game too. Hmm. And that concerns me because, uh, I, I want to, when you have a guy from the lower level like that, and this is not dogging the FCS cause I know that that's a very good conference and, and from the FCS level, you want to see that not just the physical domination, but you also want to see the traits that, that make you, Equality player. I'll go back to Adam Shaheen last year, hmm. uh, who came on the D two level, uh, the best conference in D two, the GLIAC. I'll, I'll pimp them as I live there. <laughs> he was he showed more than just being like I'm I'm bigger, faster, stronger than everybody. I can actually run routes. I can seal block. You know, I, I have blocking chops. I have route running techniques. I don't see that as much with Goddard. He, now he's capable of making the spectacular catch, and he has the potential to do all those things. I think he's a little behind Shaheen, and if you watched Shaheen last year in Chicago you know, that he wasn't quite ready for that jump yet either. So if you're looking for immediate impact, and I think that's kind of where the Eagles are, not sure Goddard is the right guy. He's a good player, and he will be a very good player in, in two, three, four years. But if you're looking for rookie impact, he might be a little bit overhyped for me uh, for that role. He's not a high-end guy, mm. but, uh, uh, you know, a guy like Dalton Schultz fits well. Mm. Uh, he's probably a, a fourth, fifth round guy. We actually talked about, about a little bit, you know, before before we started recording. There's a guy who's a, a, a jack-of-all-master-of-no-trades. Mm. I think that's a guy that the Eagles can use. Uh, he's not Burton. He's not not nearly as fast, but he is more physical. He's a reliable target from that 8- to 15-yard range in the middle of the field, can make a catch in traffic, can, can seal block, can, can get out and, and you know fire out in it and engage with a, a linebacker or a safety in the right place at the right time. Uh, just doesn't do anything special. Doesn't, you know, not, not a sexy pick, but a guy that is a quality number two football tight end, and that's could be what you need. I would definitely agree with Schultz because I was watching his tape and I was like, okay, you know, after the first game, I was like, that's, that's all right. And you just get, you just get through like four or five games. You're like, this guy is just, he's not making any mistakes. Like yeah, it's the same every time. isn't yeah. it? He's always doing the right thing. Right. Yeah. And that's what impresses you. It's not, it's not the great plays that he makes. It's the bad plays that he doesn't make. And there, there were like one or two times where I thought he had some reps where he could have added some sand to his pants. But according to his camp, from what I understand, he wants to add about five or 10 pounds to his frame anyway. So I don't, ha I don't have a big worry about him being able to hold up at the next level in that capacity. So I think that is a very interesting guy for the, for the Eagles and 
round four, round five, round six, you know, that day three area. Uh, the other guy that impresses me from that area is Durham Smythe from Notre Dame. And this guy is not going to blow you away with his production. Their quarterback, Wimbush, was absolutely <laughs> atrocious last year. Yes, he was. Yeah. I, I saw them in person twice last year. Oh, God. It's they, tw- they, were, they, they were a poorly coached unit with a poor quarterback. So yeah. <laughs> They have an amazing offensive line, and he, he has taken some of that. He blocks like an offensive lineman. Yeah. You can see that the tech, he, he paid attention when Harry Heistan was teaching him. Now the, the Bears offensive line coach. One of the best developers of offensive line and blocking talent. The running backs all block well too. Yeah, this you can put him right now, and he can start as your inline tight end. Mm. He he's not going to do anything special on the field. I think he's what a four eight five guy, yeah. and it shows in the game. He gets open though. He presents himself as a target nicely. Can, can clean out the block. Does very well pulling across uh, at the second level and taking off that front side linebacker hmm. uh, where, where he's not expecting it, which I really like. That's 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 not something that most tight ends are asked to do at the college level. He can do that. So th- there's a guy who's definitely useful. And just because he is just kind of a generic athlete, probably looking at a, a fourth, fifth, sixth round guy that, that can help right away. Yeah, for sure. And I believe that he can start right away as your in-line type of guy, which would be great for the Eagles. That would be the Selleck role. Brent Selleck played 41% of the snaps for us last year, mainly in that capacity. Might not ever be more than 25 catches a year type of guy like a Virgil Green or like a Darren Phillips or something like that. But he's likely going to play in the league because he has that blocking uh, skill in his toolbox. He's going to play in the league a lot longer than a lot of the guys that are going to get drafted ahead of him. And, you know, when you're looking in that fourth, fifth round and you're able to get a reliable guy for, for a long time, I think that's that's very valuable. So he's one that really interests me. And I watched the NC State game and he was asked to block Bradley Chubb. The guy, yes, he was. Yeah, and he did very well. Like, he had to seal him off on, on the uh, the power runs. They ran off his butt a couple of times. He drove him back a few yards a couple of times. He didn't really take any L's, and I was extremely impressed because Chubb's a, a very strong guy. Okay, so, like, the top end of this class, one guy we haven't talked about is Hayden Hurst from South Carolina. A lot of people are really high on him. I don't think there's a you're, – you're always going to get these guys that are kind of athletic, and you're going to get, like, the Zach Ertz comp or the, the Tra- Travis Kelsey comp. Is Hayden Hurst close to that? Is there anybody that you would put up at that level, even if it's Gusecki or someone like that? So what do you think about Hurst and what do you think about just like the top end talent where these guys are going to start to come off the board? You know, he's he's a very good player. And I, I actually wrote a report for him, a uh, scouting report on him for Texans Wire because I, I know that he's the kind of guy that the Texans, he, uh, he's a move tight end. He, he can play the H-back role. Hmm. He can line up as a fullback and flare out. You can line him up as a, a split end if you need to. Probably wouldn't be the, the best use of him, but he, he's very polished, good athlete, you know, good all-around athlete, not just fat. He's fast enough. He's quick enough. He's strong enough. Uh, does a whole lot of things very well. Catches the ball away from his body extremely well, which I love. He's not a guy that you want to line up as, as your, you know, tight in line, uh, especially when you're trying to run behind him. He just doesn't get a lot of surge, but uh, he's not going to get beat in blocking. He's, he's sort of a, you know, going to get you a, a neutral not win or lose. Right. And, and if you want a little bit more than that, you're probably going to look somewhere else. He had some really impressive games last year. I'm trying to think which one I watched. I think it was the Vanderbilt game where he was really, really good. Mm. And then there's a couple of games where it was like, okay, he's he's he might be trying to do a little bit too much um, for, for an offense that sort of needed him to do a lot. And this Jalen Samuels was sort of the same way with North Carolina State. Right. Hurst uh, is so much bigger, and I think he's faster too, uh, and a better all-around player. I, I, I don't really get the hype on Samuels as a tight end prospect. Phenomenal college football player. I don't see how it translates to the pros for him. 
just it's, at his size and, and speed. I, I just don't see that. It's my understanding that he, that he was told by a lot of NFL teams that there are a lot of NFL teams are looking at Samuels like he's a running back, which I, I think is more his skill set. Yeah. That Dan Vitale super back style. Yeah, yeah, exactly. The super back. He's nice. not that big though either. Yeah, but I, I like Hurst quite a bit. I think he's I think he's a second, third rounder. Gesicki with his combine might have gotten into the bottom of the first round. I think if the Eagles want him, they got to take him at thirty two. But right. they, obviously, you don't have sixty four, so you're out of luck there if you want it. Those third round guys, Hurst could be there for you. I think Mark Andrews out of of Arkham, or uh, Oklahoma, who right. we haven't talked about. He just doesn't do a lot for me. The more I watched him, the less I was like, wow, this guy belongs, you know, at the top of mock drafts where I saw him. I'm like, I, I don't see it. Maybe that's on me, but I, I, I saw a generic fifth, sixth round guy who's going to be a number two tight end that's going to get, you know, drafted over, over that and, and expected more of him than, than what he can deliver. Let me ask um, you uh, with Andrews. Did you watch his 2016 tape or did you watch mainly his 2017 tape? Or did you watch mostly both? 17? I actually saw them in person in 16 and I thought he was great then. Yes. He definitely gained like, I don't know, I want to say 15 pounds right. and it's not good weight. Yeah. And if he loses that again, I think he'll be okay. And, and I, I stood in front of his podium down in, in Indianapolis for the combine and, and he asked about it, and, and he dodged that question as many times as he could <laughs> without saying, you know, I kind of like where I'm at. Um, he he was a little offended that people thought he got slower because of the weight gain because I think he felt like he needed to gain the weight so he would get stronger. Mm-hmm. So I don't know what you do with that. <laughs> and he still he still, still didn't block very well. It's it's interesting because for three years he was actually listed as a wide receiver and like his 2016 tape. I agree with you. He was much faster and I was very high on him. And then you look at 2017. He's got that extra weight. He lost some of that athleticism, and you kind of take away all the sexy traits that that made you like really like him. And he just like you said, just just kind of a guy out there now. Speaking of guys of not getting quite too much hype. Before I get to the big question I want to ask you, I want to put four names out there for you, and I, and I want to pick a pick a sexy one. Ian Thomas from Indiana, Troy Fumagalli from Wisconsin, Christopher Herndon the fourth from Miami, and Tyler Conklin from Central Michigan. Do any of, the, any of these guys move it for you? I'll put it that way. <laughs> I like Conklin a lot. Okay. He's a guy, um, and, and I've seen him play in person several times. I live near Central Michigan. Very good, underrated player. He gets dogged because he's not an inline blocker. As we said earlier with Gesicki, if you're asking him to be your inline tight end, you're doing it wrong. Right, right. That's not what he does. He's a former Division II college basketball player, walked on at uh, at Central Michigan. He is not related to Jack Conklin, by the way, and he resents that question. Um, a lot of people have that misconception about him. <laughs> They're not related. He's from Chicago. Um, very interesting guy. Um, has a lot of personality to him. Has a lot of outward confidence on the field. Uh, is not a sh- not a shy blocker out in space, but he, he just doesn't have the size. I think he's I think he's waiting at two fifty six, and that's that's pushing it for him. Mm. But another guy who can make the absolute sick athletic catches away from his body can get the toes down. Uh, you know, wonderful catch radius has played in a pro style system. Central Michigan runs a a run oriented. They they actually run a lot of of twelve package mm. quite a bit. Um, so he has experience in, in what he would be asked to do in Philadelphia. I like him a lot. Uh, Ian Thomas is a guy, if you give me the Ian Thomas that played against Ohio State, heck yeah, man. Give me, give me that guy. <laughs> yeah. Give me the guy that played against Purdue or, or Illinois or, you know, barely got off the line of scrimmage against Northwestern. No, that, that guy's not an NFL player. So I, <laughs> so many people love him off that one game. And I understand he didn't do all that well in Mobile from, from what I gather. So I, I, I would shy away from him the most of all those names. I think he, 
those one one game wonders, and yeah. that's kind of what he is. If you look at him, yeah, they scare the crap out of me. Yeah, and he didn't really uber impress. I heard a lot of good things about him coming into Mobile. I hadn't seen him before, and he was just 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 kind of there. Like you could you could tell like he had some skills to him, but nothing nothing really popped for me with him. Okay, last question, and this is the most important one: the quarterback out of Wyoming, Josh Allen. Where does he? <laughs> Where does he rank in your tight end rankings? How how are teams missing the boat on him as a tight end? Because I don't know if he's a quarterback, man. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I put out my tight end rankings. He is tight end number ten, uh, and I I had him at tight end seven. But some of these guys actually impressed me more than than I think he would, just because he's making the position change, and he yeah. should make the position change because he's ideal size. He's a great athlete. Yeah. He has he has a wonderful mindset. You got to love the kid's personality. If he can't throw the ball, maybe he can catch it. That that works for me. I I'm all for the position move. I had some concerns because I saw you tweet that out, and I saw him in Mobile, and I was watching him like take take passes from Baker Mayfield. They're just tossing around. He had a couple of drops that were very concerning, Jeff. So, oh, that's not good. <laughs> Darn it! Don't rail my parade, man. <laughs> yeah, you might have to move him down your board a little bit. Okay, Jeff, thank you so much for joining me. Let the gentle listeners know where they can find all your stuff again, all your social media, all that good stuff. Yeah, sure. Uh, the easiest place to get me is on Twitter, at Jeff Risden. That's R-I-S-D-O-N. My DMs are open, but please play things in there. It's a family show. <laughs> I, I write, uh, I'm the senior draft writer at Real GM. Um, if you probably know that site, it's probably as a basketball site. Go there for football. We do a lot of good stuff there, too. Uh, I have all kinds of stuff there. Uh, if you want to make fun of the Browns or uh, root for the Texans, I, I run their sites for the USA Today online wire sites. Uh, check it out there. And you can find me at a few other places, too. During the draft season, I do. Uh, I am on the radio here in West Michigan quite a bit, uh, and I'll tweet out when I'm on there so you can listen and, and call in with questions. Uh, and it doesn't have to be Lions or Bears or anything related. To, uh, I'd be happy to answer Eagles questions or just general questions, too. Excellent. One last question, man. Darnold at one? Is it Darnold at one? That's what I got right okay. now. Yeah. Had a drunk tell me in, uh, outside of Veets that it was going to be Darnold, so I've been rocking with that ever since. All right, Jeff. That, that's where you got to get the information. Oh. That's why I missed going there so much. <laughs> yeah. You get, yeah, people get loose lips at, at around 4 a.m. Oh, outside of East. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's that's the best reason to go. That's why I go to the Combine for yeah. the same thing. For sure, man. I look forward to buying you a drink soon when we finally get to meet up at one of these events. And thanks again for joining me, man. Thank you. Always great to talk with Jeff. He brings a wealth of knowledge and experience when it comes to the draft and just football in general. Can't wait to talk with him again later on in this process. Right now, as I promised you early on in the show, we are going to give you some of the best lines from Michael Bennett's introductory presser to the Philadelphia Eagles. Let's go to that right now. Have families together, but um, I'm super excited about having the opportunity to play for this organization. I think uh, Doug Peterson um, and everybody in this organization is just so upbeat and um, such a refreshing um, place to be when there's so many great players around you and you get an opportunity to be with a quarterback like Carson Wentz and um, all these guys, Alshon Jeffries, and all these great players. And this, this opportunity to come here has just been a blessing. And it was a lot of- Mike, I think last year you played over 900 snaps, and last year no Eagles defensive lineman played more than, I think, 622. So are you comfortable with a role where you're on, on the field less now than you were with Seattle? Oh, yeah, I'm comfortable with taking less plays, man. But, you know, like I said, I came here to be an all-star just like I've been 
um, to continuously play at a Pro Bowl level. And I don't think that's no different. Um, just taking snaps off and being able to, to have a longevity career is something that every player wishes and dreams about. And I think this organization, when you think about play snaps and you think about counts and getting guys, keeping guys fresh for the moments that count, because at the end of the day, it's not about September, October, November. It's about January and February. So to be able to keep guys fresh and have those opportunities where you have guys to be able to keep rushing the quarterback as, you know, as savage as we can. You know, you got to go out there and play savage every single play. And I think having less snaps can give me the opportunity to do that. How good do you think this defensive line can be? I think it could be it could be one of the greatest. I think we could have one of the greatest defensive lines to ever play the game if we approach the game like every single every single way. So here, this defense is just another opportunity to line up on tight ends. And honestly, I don't think there's a tight end in the NFL that can block me. So I'm just not. I know Eli Man is probably watching this and thinking like. Yes, I'm, yes, I'm coming. I know Dak is watching. It's like, yeah, he's coming. So, yeah, I am. And Alex Smith, you know he can't run from me. I told him in the Pro Bowl. So it's like, um, so it's definitely going to be a great season. It's going to be fun to be out here and be able to chase quarterbacks. I just know third down. So there it is. There is our new defensive lineman, Michael Bennett, delivering some bangers. We'll be back in the next few days to talk about some other positions in this draft class. And remember, we all we got, we all we need. Fly, Eagles, fly. Fly.